finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan. Entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. What's that? Did you notice that I didn't try and do anything urban today? No, because just as with every foot week, I've forgotten about the urban thing, Dan. But now you've mentioned it, this is good. <laughs> is this because you're in New York and you're not feeling very urban? Well, I'm I'm growing. I'm growing into my non-urban skin a little more. And just accepting that, unfortunately, the urban world does not have the pleasure of my membership. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't. So I wanted to quickly be congrats on the uh, great feedback I've seen you have on the workshop you did the other day. Thank you. I'd love to about what you're doing with the, uh, I'm going to let you explain what you did. Oh, uh, what did I do? So I gave... Ele- elevator pitch, 60 elevator. seconds, go. Yeah, no. Um, I gave my first workshop to a group last week and it was focused around the subject of money. And what? it was really looking at... Um, insofar as financial education, most of the books out there um, tell you the practical side of money, you know, how to save, mm-hmm. how to invest and what to do with it all. And I spent many years going, going, going at that stuff and doing it that way. But it didn't reap the fruits that I expected it to and then a couple of years ago I discovered that's because there's another side to money which most people don't tell you about most people don't know about and trying to do one without the other is like trying to ride a bike with only one wheel so the other side of money is um the spiritual side not in a religious way but I mean the emotional energy yeah all the stuff that's to do with us and the baggage that we carry from our past you know what we've been brought up to believe about money and those beliefs are still within you. Unless you've learned to remove them, they're like unwanted weeds inside of you and they affect your relationship with money. So that was sure. what I presented and I put, you know, I put it together in a coaching perspective and it was really well received. Um, so I came out feeling very high vibe, very high energy. Um, and yesterday's one was really, really nice because it's been over a week now since the workshop. I got a lot of great feedback immediately after and the days after um but yesterday mm-hmm. was a lovely surprise because i'd kind of forgotten about it and then it popped up on on my social media good stuff good stuff absolutely 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 love it and of course people can follow you at i am jade stone on instagram to find out more information about when you're hosting again yes well i'm going to be making it into a webinar so that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks um, nice. I would like to do it sooner, but my son uh, finishes school on Friday, so it's then six weeks of trying to juggle full-time mum and running a business. No, and obviously you've got your priorities the way that you set them up, and, and that's really important. Um, but the thing I like about what you do is you've always got balance. Like I remember there's been a couple of times that I wanted to do stuff with you, and you're like, no, it's family time. But you don't use that as an excuse. You literally just have time set aside for family. And then you've got time to set aside to hustle. So Yeah, absolutely. No, For it. me, you know, it's a lifestyle. It's not either or. They're both a part of me. Um, and the way mm-hmm. I explain it to my son is, look, we go and do this stuff, but it's my business that pays for it. So there may be mm-hmm. some days where there's a couple of hours in the morning where I need to work and then we'll mm-hmm. do something after. But I think yeah. next week's pretty much set up. I've got stuff booked. Um, 
we've got stuff booked two or three days. Um, we've got one yeah. home day, so the home day I can mm-hmm. work. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it is definitely that balance, and it's also about educating him and helping. Yeah. So he doesn't just think mum's working all the time. Um, all but at the same time, life. but at the same time, he has to understand he's learning work ethic at the same time as well, and he's also learning at his young age that the world works with needing to balance things out. Sometimes you let people have to do stuff when you want to do stuff. And if he learns that at this age, when he gets sort of in his late teens and 20s, 30s, he'll be able to appreciate and not have the wrong energy when people have to do stuff at a time when he wants to do stuff. Like, that's the way the world works. Oh, so I absolutely. think it's really healthy. Yep. Um, he's learned lots of amazing things. He's 11. And yeah. he knows so many things. I, he's been to numerous events with me, um, personal yep. growth seminars and events and trainings and workshops. We're actually going to an investing one in a couple of weeks. He's really interested in investing. Nice. Um, he's very clued up with money anyway. Um, yeah. So even just to have him sitting in the room, even if he doesn't understand any of the jargon, that's going he'll, to be He's soaking it up. Exactly. Yeah, he's soaking um, it up. So when, when the rest of it comes on, he'll have the foundations there. Absolutely. I have very high hopes for my son. I have, um, I have more than hopes. I've obviously witnessed and seen even little things in his development over the last five years four or five years mm-hmm. and just seen his growth um and he's just a pleasantly energy pleasant energy as a young man as well and a lot of ratlings these days are <laughs> just little rat people <laughs> no I, I have the same conversation with my with my nephew he's just turned 13 and um i sat him down and i said to him you know jude you're, you're going out to be a really really good young man i'm really really proud of you i'm so happy to see the young man you're going to be but don't be a wanker and i sat down <laughs> and i said to him I made sure he understood that I will be watching him um, and I really don't want him to be a wanker. And I so, encouraged him and, and gave him some advice on not being a wanker and just basically staying on the path. Because the thing is, he's got a good set of friends. Uh, my, my sister and my brother-in-law worked really hard and sent him to a, a good private school and stuff. Um, but even that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to turn out to be a wanker. So I, I make sure that at least my nephews, not, not my nieces, I don't, I, my sisters, I've got a lot of sisters and they put the work in there, but the nephews, sure that regardless of anything, they know there's someone watching, encouraging them not to be little wankers. Um, and, uh, so I'm curious. Yeah, I, I really, I really have confidence that, I'm, I'm confident that he's not, that, that Jaden's not going to be a wanker. I'm <laughs> confident of that. So I'm curious, did your nephew ask you what a wanker is and how did you explain what was your definition? Nope, he knew what a wank was. No, I didn't need okay, to give him a definition, sure. he knew. <laughs> He's a sharp cookie. I, could, I can just hear Jacob He's a sharp cookie. if He's... I said those words to him, which I wouldn't, but then said, Mum, what's a wank <laughs> <laughs> But the thing is, like, my nephew's, like, has a new girlfriend every year. He's that guy. Um, so I know he knows what I'm talking about when I'm talking about it. We've got this thing where we just... I've been having very frank conversations with him since he was a baby. Not profane conversations, but very frank ones. So he and I have a relationship where he can talk to me about like girlfriends and stuff like that. So I know, I know where he's at. Um, and I knew that that was language that I could use to deliver the message of basically not being a twat, you know, like being a decent human being. And um, yeah, I have confidence that um, my admonition and his, the good parenting of his parents and the environment yeah. they, they've nurtured him in will we'll ensure that he, he stays well, on the I right path. I think you should I'm, I'm um, start a new workshop, Dan, for young men called Don't Be a Wanker or How Not to Be a Wanker. Well, 
don't be a wanker. How not to be a wanker? Do you know what? I may actually. I'm, I'm being deadly serious as well. You might want to. You might might want to work on the title serious. a bit. No, I just used yeah. you know like the little asterisks on like a couple of the letters. I, I believe um, if more young boys were taught that stuff today, it massively shapes the world. There's so yeah. much stuff out there for females and for girls. You know, female empowerment and build girls up and do this and do that, which is amazing. But people mm-hmm. forget that boys need the same mm-hmm. stuff in a different way. So I'm not sure. one of those pro-women people. I kind of avoid all that stuff. Partly because it's what I believe. Yeah. Yeah, you're more balanced, right? Um, but it's all no, you're more balanced. It, that is at my core what I believe. However, it is also because I've got a son. Mm-hmm. And someone, oh, I was at my friend's wedding a couple yeah. of weeks ago and they were having a conversation and they said something like, what did they say? It was something like... Um, they don't make men like they used to talking about one of the girls' dads. Or, you know, there's not any any men yeah. like them anymore. And I went, yes, there is. I'm I'm raising one. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, good answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you it's go. It's just, mm-hmm. I see things from a whole different perspective. Do and you know what? boys do need that. Yes. Jade, 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 why don't, why don't we do it oh, I together? think boys' stuff needs to come from boys. Yeah, but I think the perspective of a mother and nurturing, I think one of the things that's missing sometimes is having that True. nurturing feminine yeah, the energy yin, the yeah. balance i yeah. think the balance would be good well let's talk about mm-hmm. it yeah i'm going to talk to you about that we could do, we, we could do that as a as like a thing that pe- people can watch with their kids at home or we can do it on um even on, on youtube like something we'll work on it we'll, we'll work on this i think okay, this could be cool. really good because i know that you have good because you'll have first-hand input because like, i've never ra- i've never raised a human being <laughs> you've raised a human being so you're, you've created and raised a human being. So your perspective on it will be very different um, and firsthand. And I think that that will be invaluable. Yeah. I mean, look, let's, let's chat about it. You may not want to be part of the presentation, but definitely in terms of like prep and content evaluation, I think that cool. that's well, pretty cool. Well, you guys heard it here first. Yeah, you did. And you better be listening to this on Thursday, guys. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Thursdays, you tune in. Listen to me and Jade, or, or, or else, else what, Dan? Right, it's my child's side coming out of me. Or else you miss when out. Me, like, or, or, or else you miss out. <laughs> or else you miss out. And who wants to miss out? You know. Do you know what? Guess what I've been doing since our last conversation journaling. every day. Yes, I journal in the morning and I journal in the evening. So in the morning. <laughs> No, I'm going to explain to you. Listen, you, so you'll get it when I tell you what happened. So basically in the morning, I journal about, because mm-hmm. I do it after I've meditated in the morning. So I journal about yeah. anything that's come out of my meditation, any inspiration that's come from my meditation. And then um, I journal about the one thing that I want to manifest that day, which is something I learned from one of my manifesting coaches. So you write, you journal in what you, um, what you plan to manifest that day and then um, anything else. And then... I do my review and reflection at the end of the day. And I also put commentary about my journey with what I wanted to okay. manifest that day. So I'm not taking it to an extreme, Jade, like I normally exactly. do. I journal sometimes in the evening. If there's something <laughs> that's gone on during the day or a realisation's come up, kind of brain dump. Well, it's important to have... Um, a system that works for you like we always say it's important mm-hmm. to do what works for you um 
my thing of doing this way, I mean, I hadn't thought about journaling in the morning specifically for that purpose, but since I have instituted it, I like looking back at it and I've actually noticed, even like today, there was something that happened this morning and just the energy that I had because of the fact that, uh, because of what comes to me in my meditation and how I did my journaling in the morning, it ended up reflecting in how the situation ended up um, manifesting in my life. So what could have gone into turned into a headache is actually a really smooth situation now that's actually worked out better than it was supposed to work out before. However, I know my belief system being that had I not been in the right energy frequency, which I attribute to the process of journaling and meditation as I did it, that that situation would not, it, it would have been what it had the potential to be, which is a bit crappy. Awesome. So yes, I'm very happy about that. What's your Jane, question? I have a question. There's something else that came off the back of our, our recording last week. And it's something that I was actually challenged on, not during my workshop, although it was kind of semi-challenged. Mm. It was really challenged afterwards. And logically, my makes complete and utter, complete and utter sense. Um, but I would love your input on it because the attendee's perspective was a bit closer to your perspective okay. on something. Um, and that is drawing the line between where you stop and divinity begins. Okay. So what was your answer? Well, for me, uh, the, the, the reality of it is, is that everything is the same thing manifesting at different vibrational frequencies. And that thing is the divine, that thing we call God, universe, source, however you want to describe it it's all the same thing vibrating at different frequencies. So the reason why we are, we are part of the divine and are divine is because we are the same divine material operating at different frequencies. We are that intelligence expressing itself in different ways. Are you with me or am I I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. And remembering what our discussion was yeah. and thinking about it, Because some people like to se separate themselves and say, oh, there's something greater than me, higher than me and more than me. And I get that on a certain level. But then the fact, the fact is that that thing that we are looking up to as being greater than us is what we all are vibrating at a different frequency. That's not woo-woo spirituality. That's actually science now showing us that that's, that's real. And the ancients spoke about that in the higher schools of learning. Um, and that disseminated down into some of the principles that we talk about in a lot of these spiritual practices. However, science now is actually showing, yeah, we're all the same thing. So if we are all the same thing, then how do we get the right to separate ourselves and say that we're not that divine? Because we are. So is that your question? Am I... Well, I just... I'm not, I'm not questioning mm. myself, but I'm trying to see if there's a way that I can better communicate because my, my, my autism kicks in and I'm like, but it's fact, it's reality. It's not my opinion. This is like scientific fact. It's proven. Yeah. So I don't really get what people, what you yeah, don't, I do. I, do you see where I'm coming from? It's like, because I don't I get what you, you don't get. And, and so the conversation yeah. sat with me for a while after from last week, I think, as I've said to you in the past, yeah. like your autism, I think is an absolute blessing. Like you have such a brilliant mind. However, when it comes to things like this, 
and I touched upon it last week, some things aren't meant to be understood, they're meant to be felt, and that's where the blurred lines come in. Another way of... Yeah, but the thing is, I, I do understand that, but in this instance, it's fact. It's not something that we have to put into the feeling category, because it is a fact. I don't have to feel it, like, you know, love, for example, emotions and stuff like that. You have to feel them because they're intangible. We don't have the, we don't have the means with which to quantify them in, as it stands. Right now, we have to rely on those higher senses of intuition and stuff. But this, everything being the same substance, is a scientifically measured fact. And that scientifically measured fact ties up with ancient okay. principles that we have used as the basis for things like uh, manifesting from the divine and stuff like that. Does that make sense or am I not making sense? He's still there, Dan. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. So when the, the person yeah. asked you that question, is that how you responded to them? No, it wasn't a question that was asked. Basically, what, what happened was we were discussing something else, um, discussing something, we're discussing a breakthrough that the attendee was working with. Um, and the attendee was minimizing their ability to define the terms of the breakthrough by saying, I know that I've only done, I've done as much as I can and the rest is going to happen. I can't remember the exact wording, but basically gave away the power to define the terms of their breakthrough. And I was like, but you don't have to do that. I wasn't even aggressive. I was just firm. I was like, but you don't have to. I was in the flow. I was in the middle of the flow of the workshop. Was, you know, I've been talking about this whole thing of acceptance and that you have all of the power in your life. And basically, the attendee was like, but there's something more than me that defines that. And I'm not going to get in the way of that sort of thing. I was like, but you don't have to do that because you are that thing that you're looking up to. You are. And it didn't really go any further than that. But they came back to me afterwards. I quite lovingly were like, you know, I've been doing, I, I didn't come to you to be, for you to be my guru. Um, I kind of know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've got a lot of experience and my experience is this. So thank you for sharing, but I'm quite happy with my own definition. And I would advise you in future, lovingly, to be a bit more mindful that not everybody's going to agree with you. Is that what she and said or he or she said to you? Their own truth. Uh, that's kind of where I was going to go with my answer. To yes. This. Yeah, which is where I am. I am there. And I, I was really, really thankful that they had given me this observation because I know that I can be quite bullish sometimes and I was in the flow and I will be more mindful of that. And in, at the end of the day, mm -hmm. my truth and your truth won't always be the same. But this, isn't a, this wasn't a matter of my truth. And, um, setting that particular situation aside, just in terms of the, the thing itself, it's not my truth and your truth. This is truth. It's like we can't have an opinion on whether the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Regardless of what your opinion is on the matter, the sun rises right. in the east and sets in the west, right? There's nothing that your, my opinion on it doesn't change that. Your opinion on it doesn't change that. And this concept the falls way, into that category at the end of the day. The way you're putting it over like, is kind of, Everything you know, is part of the same thing. The, the way it comes across is that your way is right 
and no matter what someone says to you, you're going to try and bring them back around to your way of thinking. But what you've got to remember is similar to what the person said to you, is you're working with humans. You're working with lots of different um, filters, baggage, experiences, um, beliefs, all of those different mm-hmm. And people aren't mm-hmm. always meant to get what you're saying to them in that moment. It may not be the right time. It's like with anything, trying to force something too soon doesn't work. So, mm-hmm. and it's also that telling people stuff does not work. Nobody likes being told what to do in whatever context that is. And the powerful thing about coaching is the ability mm-hmm. to, to use powerful questions to evoke the answer from someone within themselves. Because when somebody has a realisation internally, it's very different to having a realisation externally. Yeah. So I think, I think mm-hmm. it's just a learning curve. That experience happened for you. And it's, mm-hmm. a good, it's good to note what you've noted about yourself. You've said, you know, you're quite bullish sometimes. And I think in matters of what we Mm -hmm. are predominantly working with people around, you can't be that bullish. One thing that was taught to me when I got my coaching training as well was don't be attached to the outcome. You're not there to solve anybody's problems. You're there simply as a guide to help them have the Mm realisation about themselves. So whether that person believes you or not or comes away the same as the thinking, it doesn't matter. And I for me, it comes to a point of that's ha- exactly how it was meant to be. That person is having whatever experience they need to have at this point in their life. You're having it, whatever experience you're meant to have at this point of your life. And that's just it. You just have to let go and surrender sometimes. But this is, but, but this is where I get a bit stuck. I get that much. But the, the point I get a little bit stuck is like where you said, like bringing them away to, mm-hmm. to my way of thinking. It's not my way of thinking. It's the fact. I'm not having giving an opinion on something. That is the fact. Like, that's See, this reality. is where you're going to get a lot of Again, going back people. to the... Because by the same token of what you're arguing, how are they facts? Because it's scientifically proven. I'm not giving an opinion on something that's open to interpretation. It's like, again, the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Like, we can't have an opinion or a varying degree of, of, of uh, a perspective on whether it rises in the east or sets in the west, it rises in the east and sets in the west. So am I to just leave people to say it rises in the north and sets in the south? Because at the end of the day, it's not your job to to make them see otherwise. That's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's only my perspective on it. And... No, but it makes sense. I do get it. And and to be honest, I kind of felt that, but I wanted your input on it. That, I mean, the thing... Like I said, it's, not everybody's truth is the same. And sometimes people's truths fall out, outside of the facts for whatever reason, whether it's their experience or whatever. And if they have to be left to do that, they have to be left to do that. But I just didn't, I was struggling to find a loving way to feel mm-hmm. that genuinely within myself to, to communicate with people because I got to a point, reflecting back on it, I was like, maybe I just need to be me and some people That's get exactly it. That's exactly how you need want. to be. Like, I'm not trying. And. Mm. The people that are drawn towards you, it's my belief that they're drawn towards you for a reason. Maybe Mm -hmm. that particular person, maybe it was just to get that reinforcement of, okay, there are some people that think like this, or maybe it was to give her a shift in her own perspective. And that's just it. You know, it could be the tiniest little thing Mm. that this person took from that, but that's exactly what they needed to take. Mm. And... Mm. Right, okay, so thinking about me in past years, 
if you'd have had this conversation with me, I would have been how you're being now. But no, but how is it that way? I don't get it. it you know, it's not all of these things. But mm. I've learned to surrender and mm-hmm. let go of control and also understanding where where mm-hmm. is your where are your feelings coming from? Where are your thoughts coming from? Are they coming from a place of fear? Or are they coming from a place of love? If they're coming from fear, there's stuff mm. that you need to work on. If they're coming from a place of love, then it's just kind of okay, as it's meant to be. So it is. Let it go. And hearing what you were, I was thinking about what you were saying earlier. Um, you were talking about us all being part of the same thing. So how is there something higher than us? And it reminded me of of something that I was taught a long time ago, which is that we have the conscious mind, the unconscious mind, and then there's a super conscious mind. So that Mm -hmm. analogy, that learning could be a a useful way of trying to relay what you're saying versus what other people say. Yeah, but but even even with that concept, love, even with that concept, the fact of the matter is, is it still the same material substance expressing itself as those different forms yeah. of mind? So it still comes down to there being one thing? I get where you're going with all this. I think what that's a, a next, well, actually, it's quite a few steps forward for a lot of people. There's only a small amount of people. Yeah. I grasp that on a small logical level. But I know that for me personally mm-hmm. that my way of thinking isn't at that stage right now. And also it doesn't need to be. Yeah. So just, and just being aware that I there are you. many people, particularly, I don't know how these people came into your workshop. If they've been around a lot of personal growth, mm-hmm. a lot of people like to think they're enlightened, but they're mm-hmm. actually not. No, she's, she's on the ball. The thing is, the reason why I was able to, you know me, like if I thought that she didn't know what she was talking about, I'd say she didn't know what she was talking about. Like I don't, I don't listen to everybody. Come on, you know, I don't, I don't have time to listen to everybody. But A, she really came to me in a really loving way and she's like, look, I want you to know, like you haven't, um, you haven't like messed with my piece or anything like that. And she really came to me in a really loving way and which just really wanted me to grow from the experience mm-hmm. of how I communicated it. She wasn't saying I'm wrong. She wasn't saying that she was right. She was saying that that's her experience. And it's important for me to know in future that there are other people who might not have the level of maturity to be able to just have that as an experience yeah, and not true. be affected by it. And so I should be mindful of it. So she was, I'm really grateful for, for the communication and, and, and the experience of having got it quote unquote wrong in this instance so that I did have some, an opportunity to learn because you know, I would say it's okay to learn, to, to have an experience once and learn from it. But then if you keep making the choice to make the same choice, then it's no longer like a learning. Yeah. You're messing up. So like now it's in my awareness, I'm going to be making choices in line with that. I just wanted some feedback from you on how best mm-hmm. to execute that so that I do make empowering choices in the future. Well, I trust that you have what you need. And you know how to move forward with it. Yes. And also to um, acknowledge you, because there are lots of people who would present a workshop or a course or whatever and get that feedback, whether it was presented in a loving way or not, 
and it just triggered yeah. their ego. So well done to you for for having this conversation, asking the question, and learning from it, and not just being like, "Well, I know best," and and that's it. But I'm not saying that I know best. So that's that's the thing that I wanted to make sure that I communicated to people because what I don't want is for it to appear. Because there may have been other people that were affected but didn't the have... The confidence. I don't want to say the love or the confidence or whatever, but they didn't feel like they mm-hmm. could approach me afterwards, give me that feedback. Um, and what I don't want is I don't want to make choices in my delivery that end that they could have from the experience. And so um, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't communicating something in a way whereby people were thinking, this guy thinks he knows everything. Because I don't give my own opinion on any of these things. Everything that I present is fact substantiated by experience mm. or testing. That's the only thing I've got time for. I don't have time for, oh, my feeling is this, my opinion is that. No, it's, it's facts or experience. And when it's experience, I say it's experience. I don't quote it as fact, I quote it as experience. And give people the opportunity to bring my experience into their own awareness, have their own experience, and then yeah. just play with it. You see where I'm coming from? Um, but in this instance, I was discussing something that is a scientific fact. And so I wanted to have the most loving and productive way to communicate the element of that that's um, tied to, to my work with people. And so I thank you. You're welcome. I thank you, Jadalish. All right. I know you've got some stuff to do this morning, your time. I'm, um, I'm basking in the sun at Central Park at the moment. I'm going to... Did you just no, um, take a I was going to ask you if you were in Central Park because I heard birds tweeting earlier. Oh. Yes, yeah, I'm in Central Park right now this morning. Um, but then, yeah, heading down to Mexico in a couple of hours. But wanted to have a show. And I thought the, the energy will be in yes, here will be really good for definitely. our call. Um, so um, I'll, actually, I'll take a <laughs> selfie of where I am and send it to you. All right, then. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much for your... Uh, wisdom really excited for you with the workshops as well let me know about the webinar so yeah um, definitely post about it and let and let the people know and also obviously support myself um everyone thank you for listening um hope that you've learned something as i've been learning something um this is me and jade signing off tune in tomorrow for the q a episode with m she wasn't well last week so we missed but she's going to be uh she's she's in line so we're we're going to be uh posting an episode on tomorrow Sunday, I've got another cool interview. I believe it might... I'm not going to say who it is, just in case I change my mind again. But I've got interview on Sunday. And then uh, I'm back on Tuesday with Just Us. Have a look at YouTube. Do it with danvlog.com. I've started posting videos. Subscribe, like and love. Um, share this podcast if it's serving you. Um, and yeah. Oh, dreamwithdan.com is launched. Have a look. There's cool stuff there. And the newsletter launches next week. So next week, next month. So try and jump on the mailing list now. There's going to be some free giveaways for people that do. Okay, Jade, love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. My best to the Jade, Jade and man. And, uh, All right, speak yeah, to I'll soon, catch up you nice and do the selfie Bye. now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel Magana. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.